This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk for more information. Welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. Another 3-0 defeat in the Midlands in space of 11 days, but this time against a team that we should be at least be competing with. Let's just be clear, we love Bristol City, possibly too much. It's our team, our way of life, but I'm not sure what was more disappointing for me, the loss, the anti-City, anti-City player chance, or having no Nigel Pearson in the dugout, even at 3-0 down. Matt, you were there with me last night. Your, uh, your thoughts this morning after a sleeping on it? Um, exactly what you said there. Really, I'm 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 gutted both in terms of performance, not not the entire game. I'll be clear on that. I thought we we actually played some decent stuff at times without the cutting edge. Um, the the fan element really bothered me. Um, I don't like to be stood in the way and hearing our fans just chanting, "You're not fit to wear the shirt," booing, um, and talking about going on tour to League One. Um, you know, we, we don't want to drop down and making light of it does nothing. Um, and then, like you said, Nigel Pearson, um, for me, it shows a, a lack of respect for his fans um, that he doesn't even come onto the pitch to applaud us um, for travelling. I know Birmingham is not the furthest trip in the world for us, not to say that isn't for everybody, because there may have been fans who travelled a while, but yeah, just just not good enough. And it feels, it feels pretty low, you know, almost going back to... Some of the lows of last season. Absolutely. Um, Lee's three words, which I apologies, Lee, I forgot to do on the, the last podcast, uh, were lack of quality. And he's added in some extra words for good measure. And I mean, in all disciplines, passing, shooting, marking, movement, defending, communicating, decision making, coaching and listening. I'll let our guest comment on that. Um, Leah, welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Your um, thoughts on the, those three words and then some? Uh, sums it up, really, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I just felt like last night we had no leaders on the pitch whatsoever. Um, I mean, our midfield, completely non-existent. I mean, I think we need someone a bit more experienced than Backinson to hold that responsibility of holding that midfield. Um, and, yeah, Pearson in the stands, I wasn't very impressed by, I think. We need a leader. If we don't have a leader on the pitch. We need one on the side. And um, as the manager, I think he has responsibility to um, to do that for us. Mm. Quick bit of admin before we get into the lineup. Um, so about this time last year, a friend of mine at work, um, her mum is a bit of a seamstress. Is that the right word, Matt? A seamstress? <laughs> it is. I'm not sure we, why you came to me on that. But yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, but anyway, she she made some lovely purple and lime bonus show snoods. Um, so she's offered to do some more of those. So a big thank you to her. They're £10, £5 for, for uh, covering costs, and then I'll do £5 to the BCFC prostate um, effort, the, the 18 people at um, Bristol City who are doing 5K a day. So if you're interested in one of those, go on to at 3PIAPC on Twitter. You'll see a picture of me wearing one. Um, and if you want one, just drop us a, a, a line. Um, okay, on to the starting lineup last night, Matt. Um, we went Bentley, Tanner, Callas, Viner, Atkinson, Jada Silva, James Backinson, Vyman, Martin, and Wells. Your thoughts on that starting lineup, and obviously the big not surprise, but um, it was it was nice to see Zach Viner in out of the cold. It was, um, and and exactly that out of the cold. I mean, he, he hasn't been anywhere near the first team. Seemingly, we've not seen him. Um, you know, warming down or whatever before games, even as part of the squad. We've not seen him in the stands. So it really did feel like he he was completely out of the cold. Um, and then obviously the other news was was Han Noah, um, as we understand it, being rested um, and, and dropping to the bench, which, you know, there's there's a school of thought in there that if, if he's a young lad like he is and fit, then, then should he start? But I also understand what they're saying in terms of the amount of running that he does, 
coming back off an injury, you, you want to kind of manage it. But yeah, it's a it's a bit of a difficult one. But but those were the two big call outs, weren't they? Yeah, Leah. For me, um, not seeing Han Noah in the squad at uh, six forty in the in the team. Sorry to say, at six forty five. Uh, I was I'm always optimistic going into games, but I was a little less optimistic when I saw that he would be he'd effectively been rested. Uh, uh, I thought it was dropped, but rested. Um, your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I was the same, really. I was a bit disappointed. Um, like Matt said, I kind of understood in a way, but um, I, I was disappointed because I know we play a bit different when he's on um, in terms of. Um, he just he just seems to bring a bit of creativity, that bit of the spark. Um, and without him, I think he just because he's a youngster as well, he's got a bit more of that passion and um, a bit more of that fight because he has a reason to play. Um, was that a drum roll? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's she going to say next? It was, key- <laughs> it was my keyboard. I had my notepad rest on it, and it just decided. <laughs> Brilliant. Excellent. Okay. Um, so let's go through the the minutes. Uh, one thing that obviously we didn't pick up on, myself and Matt, at the ground um, that we were told about was the huddle at the start of the game, Leah, and the fact that Naki Wells was doing all the talking rather than Bentley or James. Yeah. What was the... Um, could you see what he was saying? Or what was the... Uh, not particularly, no. But um, I do find the whole Bentley-captain situation a bit odd, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like... A goalkeeper should never really be a captain. Um, it should be, if it's going to be anyone, it should probably be Naki. Well, Matt, you, you've you've said that all along, really, haven't you? Yeah, I just I just feel um, you're not in the heart of the action where it matters most. Mm. Um, and you, you know, as I've said, you can't get in the referee's ear when there's things going on. Um, and as Leah said, in, and it's something I said about on on the weekend, we just don't have leaders in that team. Um, and your captain needs to be your first and foremost leader. Um, and I, I, I mean, it's a, it's a struggle as to to who you'd have. You know, you look at it, and I, I don't. I know what Leah's saying with Naki. I don't know whether his attitude is is right for that role. I don't know that a Chris Martin or Andy Vyman does it. You look at the midfield. Matty James doesn't seem to talk. There, there really doesn't seem to be a leader in there. And maybe Bentley is probably the only one who does shout in. Um, try and direct, but how can you do that from the, the back of the pitch? It's, yeah. Okay, yeah. let's go into the minutes then. Um, so 12th minute, a great ball over the top from James and, and Vyman opts to try and lob the keeper, but there's too much pace on the lob and it goes well over. However, watching it back last night, Matt, I didn't realise that the Birmingham defender actually pulls him back. If he goes down there, that is a penalty. I didn't didn't realise that either. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, it looked, it looked a poor miss. I don't think it was given as offside. I'm pretty sure that the the assistant ref gave for the the goal kick. So I think he was onside. I mean, obviously we it was the other end to us, and I've not seen it back. But yeah. it it looked a poor miss first time of looking. Um, yeah, and that's always my worry with Andy Vyman. He scores two absolute corkers on Saturday, and then gets a chance like that and and doesn't punish it. And we're just not clinical enough. And and goes back to exactly what Bigsy said: lack of quality. Mm. Leah, it was a good ball over the top from Matty James and we know he's clearly capable of that but uh, yeah, just a little bit too much pace on that one Yeah, yeah, for sure Um, it's a shame as well because, you know if that would have gone in it would have been a different story, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, I think, you know at least he's taking chances and (laughs) doing something which is a lot more than you could say for some other Absolutely. Okay, into the 13th minute. Uh, Birmingham attack, a good cross in from Jordan Graham, but the header from Deeney goes sort of back across the goal mat to Jada Silva. So uh, that one looked like a surefire goal. Yeah, it did. It did. Um, and again, it, you know, it's, it's crosses into the box. Uh, Bentz doesn't necessarily come for crosses that well. Um, and Dean is just a, a, a seasoned pro, isn't he? I mean, I really would love to have had Deeney in our team. I really mm. would. Yeah, a bit of a let off there. Mm. Um, 14th minute, a shot from distance from McGree goes in off Callas. And, you know, it's it's always a bit of a sucker punch going 1-0 down. But yeah. and the old the old adage, Matt, your favourite term, um, mm. if you don't shoot, you don't score. Um, and I think that's something that we need to, <laughs> we need to learn from. Um, but we go 1-0 down. But in my head, I thought that happened on Saturday. We came back for it. 
and I, I wasn't too downbeat at that point, Matt. No, you were you were confident, weren't you? Um, mm. Like you said, I mean, yeah, every goal you can dissect. Um, I think Tyreek was a, a little bit weak with the attempted sort of header. Didn't then really burst back. Um, not that it was necessarily his man, but we, we seemed to close, close him down slowly. Allowed the shot and... You know, it's difficult with Callas. He's trying to defend it and obviously just mm. gets his body shape wrong. It flicks off him and Bents is completely wrong-footed. And it was, I'm not going to say it was against the run of play, but like I said earlier on, I thought we were actually playing some decent stuff. You know, we, we it felt to me from being in the ground, like we were trying to get the ball down and pass it. Um, and I know he, he's almost becoming public enemy number one back in soon. Um, and there were quite a few chants in the stand last night. I actually thought he was trying to do the right thing again. He was trying to play it forward, trying to look for, for quick ball. And that's one of the other things that we lack. We lack any kind of speed in the middle of the park. Matty James is good a player as he is, and, and we'll go on to that, and I'll, I'll talk about how I got it wrong. But he slows everything down as well. Um, and that was something else we noticed. But but you're right to say, you, if you don't shoot, you don't score, do you? So. And Matt, just on Backinson as well, though, you spoke about last night when we were talking about the ratings that you, you, you think he's got the picture in his mind. I do. I do. I think he's, he's, he's one of those players that when the ball comes to him, he, he seems to know where, where he should be playing it. It doesn't always happen um, and he needs to do an awful lot more in his game. I mean, I think the biggest thing is his energy levels and um, his kind of recovery time within games. But I think in terms of what he tries to do on the ball... I think he's pretty decent. It just isn't quite coming off at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Into the 24th minute, a uh, good interplay from Vyman and Jada Silva come, comes back to Vyman. He feeds it out wide to Tanner, who actually gets quite a good crossing, uh, Leah, but just no one on the end of it. No. Um, I feel like we're seeing that a lot at the moment, to be honest. Um, no one's... It's kind of this take responsibility thing. I think no one really knows what to do, we're getting the ball and we're like, who do we pass it to now? It's quite, um, it's a bit sort of lacklustre at the moment. Um, but I think, you know, if that if that actually came off, we've been in a completely different position. And um, like Matt was saying about the, the goal, I thought, you know, we were playing well up to that point and I kind of thought, oh, it might be like Saturday, but our heads just dropped. And whether that's a collective thing or, you know, someone's heads drop and they go, oh, well, you know, no, no one's taking any responsibility. Um, and I think when we have chances like that, we've got to take them. Um, and no, no no one seemed up for it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we've spoken about it several times, but for me, a big thing was, it's obvious, that um, that no Famara Gigi replacement. You know, mm. for me, he, he, he'd have been kamikaze header getting onto that sort of yeah. cross um and that's something that we've that we've really missed um 25th minute Tyreek much improved from Saturday I've got written down here so far finding players seems more confident but has an opportunity to shoot and sort of gets caught in two minds Matt didn't he He's, uh, it was almost it, like a pass come shot come nothing yeah <laughs> he, he kind of took it one way then the other in as you said I, th I think it was a pass rather than the shot it was it was the wrong option mm. um you know as long as I ever played the game you know you used to talk about use your swinger and and that's what you needed to do just have, have a go your your point again if you don't shoot you don't score and and he's on the edge of the box or from where we were it looked to be towards the edge of the box um, and I was surprised he didn't take it on. And, and again, something he needs to put in his, his his game. He needs to be more selfish in those kind of areas. Yeah, absolutely. 29th minute, Wells almost through from Martin through ball. Uh, the rebound comes to Vyman, who, who takes a shot, but it's sort of skewed wide. For us at the other end of the pitch, that definitely looked like a corner. But looking back, I don't think it was. Uh, so it's the correct decision. But um, still creating opportunities, Leah, at this point in the 29th minute. Yeah, I mean, I think um, one positive I am taking is the relationship we've got between um, Wells and Vyman and also Martin. I think there is a bit of a partnership going on and I, I am seeing that, you know, come together a bit. So that is one positive that I am taking um, from from the match. Um, it's just, um, it's just we just need to be more clinical. We're just, we haven't got the the final third, um, which is a shame really, because I think we have got it in us. Mm. Um, I think 
just bad luck on that one. Well, I think cutting edge is the term that I've heard banded around a lot yeah. lately. Um, and, and you're right, they, those three worked really well together for me on, on Saturday. And they almost do interchange and, mm. and change roles. But we're just so narrow. It's it's like we're playing only in the middle third of the pitch, if you like. And yeah. we've, we're so used to not even in seasons gone by, but last couple of seasons with Nick Eliasson giving us that width bombing down the line. Um, it, it must be quite easy to set up against Matt. Yeah. Um, I was thinking then that, that probably the, the Lee Johnson team, when we had the cup success and certainly the Steve Cottrell team were when we, we were a team, we seemed to play as a team in terms of through the, the thirds and the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd attack in the midfield, would be attacking with us. We'd defend in the midfield, would be defending. We're not like that at all. We're so um, rigid almost in it. And it just, just doesn't feel like we attack as a, a, a team. You know, it feels like those three are often isolated. Mm. Um, why, just purely from a coaching point of view, we insist on playing the ball up to Chris Martin long um, and him flicking headers on when there's no runners going beyond him. I mean, maybe once or twice Andy Vyman might be in that position, but a lot of the time, because he was almost playing in a 10, you know, he's coming towards Martin and Martin doesn't hold it up and play it back. And I kind of disagree slightly in terms of the three. I just think it's not working with Chris Martin at the moment. I think he needs a rest more than anything you need someone challenging him and and that has to be addressed in January oh, if we're not going to get absolutely. relegated I absolutely agree um I, I'm sort of mere, merely thinking that he isn't going to be rested um and yeah. <laughs> it's um, um as, a, we, as a three yeah. that th- they are able to interchange but yeah. there's no one else to, to go in at the moment mm. No, to a degree, but I don't. I don't know. In terms of that interchange, you you, you still need a kind of pivot, and I don't know that he's given us that. Again, I'll go back to it, and I know you're talking about a, a player of very experienced Premier League quality, but everything that went into Deeney last night stuck, mm. and he would lay the ball off. I mean, for for a chance for Hogan, he played a lovely round the corner. Chris Martin, he's he's a good player, and and I'm absolutely not a Chris Martin hater. I, I you know I like him. But we said it last night, he must know he's going to start because he knows there's no one really challenging him. So does that take an edge off your game a little bit when you know that actually if I don't perform, which for me he hasn't in the last three games at least, and yet he's still starting and and there's no evidence of him not starting, is there? Even if it's a step change, Matt, of bringing a Louis Britton onto the bench to see someone breathing down your neck, that may have an impact on Chris Martin. Yeah, we're, we're, I mean, we're not seeing Louis in, in training. I only get to see some of the under-23s and his name on the score sheet. Every game time. Game in, game out. <laughs> yeah, and and that that's a little bit of the Nigel Pearson side of things I, I kind of question um, because he is a player that is doing it at that level. I don't, I, I believe, I don't know, I don't believe he's even training with the first team at the moment. So he's not going to be anywhere near starting. And therefore, you know, if you, you want to have a, any degree of physicality, Martin is the only option in the squad that we've got, isn't he? Mm. Talking about Deeney, 35th minute in the space of like three or four minutes, Deeney's won two free kicks in good positions. Um, I think Matt thought he had some sort of relationship with the referee. Uh, But Bentley on the second free kick, Bentley needs to be much stronger with his punch, Leah. I don't know if you picked Mm. up on that. Yeah, um, it does make me a bit nervous when he sort of comes out a little bit because you're like, oh, um, he does need to either catch it or yeah be a bit more stronger with it um it's I think like it comes down to what Matt said no one's really retaking responsibility I mean under Johnson we did have that I we did have an identity in my opinion um and each everyone had their role everyone knew what they were doing I feel like at the moment no 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 one knows what they're doing Mm -hmm. and that's why I think Bentley's having to come out and do this stuff because I don't know if he trusts people around him that's a good point Matt your your thoughts like we we picked up on on Bentley last night is possibly the worst we've seen him. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the poorest part of his game is coming for crosses. Um, a couple of the punches last night were just nowhere near in terms of both direction and um, the sort of strength needed. I'm not going to pretend, you know, that, that I'm, a, I'm a goalkeeper or should tell Dan Bentley what he should be doing. But yeah, but you've um, seen a lot of goalkeepers. Yeah, the ab- years. Ab- absolutely. And and I think he's right up there as one of our best. Mm, but last night, like so many of them, especially in the second half, um, he was poor. Um, 
And yeah, it was, I mean, Leah sort of saying that it, it, it was a shambles really as the game went on, just how it was almost like they've, they've sort of pulled 13 people out of the crowd um, with the subs um, <laughs> and sort of said, here you go. Oh, sorry. What's your name? Uh, yeah. Nice, nice to meet you. Right. Where do you want me to play? Yeah. There didn't seem to be, and we keep talking about it. There doesn't seem to be a pattern. Doesn't seem to be an identity. Doesn't seem to be a way of playing. You know, one week and we'll go back to the Nigel person. One week he's on the touchline. Next week he's not. You know, he's now got rid of the coaches. I, I don't, I don't know what's going on at the club at the minute, and it and it feels very, very disjointed. And Nigel Pearson, in his post match interviews, keeps talking about it's where we are as a club. It's what we've got to work with as a player. And as a you know, I'll go across the city with Joey Barton. If you're a player and you're hearing your manager say stuff like that. He's basically saying, I know a lot of this team aren't good enough and I need to do something about that in terms of replacements. Yeah. And again, does that do anything for you? You've only got to look at Jamie Patterson. Jamie Patterson's gone to Swansea and is probably their best player, if you ask their fans at the minute. Yeah. Scored a game last night. Now, I'm, I did say we should have kept him from a squad point of view, but it shows when you've got a manager that trusts you and lets you do what you're good at, the results yeah. you get out of him. You know, and people have gone, yeah, Jamie Patterson played well for five games for us. And I, and I don't want to keep talking about old players, but he played well for five games for us. This isn't five games for Swansea. He is doing it week in, week out. Yeah. And that again comes down to, he's got a coach. You look at the sidelines with, with other teams. When anything good happens, they're all in it. It doesn't feel like that. It, it just feels like, I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going on with the club at the minute. But going back to your point about Bentley, it was a poor, it was a poor game. <laughs> Sorry for the ramble, listeners. That's all right. That's fine. That's uh, what we're here for. Thirty-ninth uh, minute, Viner picks out Jada Silva with a forty-yard crossfield pass. Um, really wanted to pick up on that because on our WhatsApp group, Viner was getting pelters, wasn't he? And um, I, I, th- I thought it was, um, he, it was a good performance from him in the first half, and that pass was fantastic out to Jada Silva. He crosses well, but Birmingham deal with it once more. Um, so that takes us through to half time. Just just on that, push, just be interested from Leah's point of view, what you thought of Zach Viner in the first half. Um, yeah, I thought he was good. I mean, it's great to see him back. Um, he was making, you know, some good challenges, some, um, you know, some good um, positive, positive. A lot of talking from him as well. I saw yeah. him sort of organising yeah. Callas and Atkinson at times. Yeah, yeah and I feel like he, he was actually taking a bit more responsibility than some of these more experienced players, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, he, he seemed to, I feel like when we bring a new player, well, he's not a new player, but when we bring a player in that's not played with yeah. us for a long time, I think they sort of, they come back because they, they, they're raring to go, aren't they? they? They have a reason. And it kind of kind of goes back to Chris Martin, really. He's, he's got a bit comfortable, in my opinion. He hasn't yeah. got that, he hasn't got that um, competition. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's funny because we we there was like you said, Pat. There was a lot of talk about Viner being poor, um, and and in the stadium, and and it wasn't just the three of us, you, you mm. me, and Julian. We were I was asking a couple of blokes sort of around me, and and they all felt the same. So again, you see something slightly different, um, but I fully expect him not to play Saturday, and, and potentially yeah. not even to be in the first team squad. I really do, just because. That seems to be the way that, that Pearson operates. Okay, the halftime summary from Rob. Offered more as the half wore on, but definitely looked light in midfield, out of possession. Highlighted no more so for their goal when we were guilty of ball watching. We're definitely playing more of a front three than a midfield three. Naturally, it leaves us more vulnerable in defence, which means in attack, we need to be more clinical. Vyman definitely should have scored with one of his two chances and Wells needs to get more involved and put himself about more. Otherwise, we need a third midfielder instead and bids Bentley misjudging a lot in the air too. Um, let's get into the second half. 53rd minute, Leah. Hando Masengo comes on uh, for Matty James, which looks like a, an injury. Um, mm. what, what was said on the TV about A, James coming off, and, and B, Han Noah coming on? Um, there was a lot said about, you know, the fans <laughs> singing about him and everything about him coming on. Um, obviously, Matty James, bit of a blow, another injury. Um, but I think... Um, in terms of how Noah Masenko come on, I think people were hoping there be, might be like a bit of a reinjection of um, a bit of pace, um, a bit more of a shape to our play. Um, 
but unfortunately it didn't really Really pay off. Yeah, Matt, the, there was an initial impact, um, and Han that did put himself about as we would expect. Uh, a few crossfield runs, a few good tackles, etc. Um, so yeah, it's something that f- for me and, and for us, we we wanted from the start, really, didn't we? Yeah, and 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 I again within the WhatsApp group, I'd said um, halftime I would have been taking James off and bringing Masengo on. Um, I I would have been wrong. The game injury went, or no injury. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and I didn't, we didn't know that he was carrying a knock from the weekend. Um, I just felt that, that we were too slow in, in the midfield and, and um, Tyreek at least kind of gets forward. And I just felt that, that um, Masengo coming on, but I would have been wrong. And um, there's no doubt in my mind that when James went off, we did lose shape and leadership qualities mm. not I'm not going to say he's a leader like I said but but what he does in there um and definitely the game ran away from us after James went off and yeah, yeah. wasn't a reflection on Han Noah um who you know it would be the first name on my team sheet but mm. the game the game changed at that point we did miss his experience in there okay 56th minute Deeney threw ball to Hogan and he misses his chance that was a, a great opportunity and Hogan shoots across goal uh 60th minute over from Tanner. Vyman engineered it well. Wells tried an overhead kick of sorts. It sort of falls to Tanner, who doesn't have a lot of time, Leah, to think about getting over the ball and keeping his shot down. But it was close. Yeah, it was close. Um, I think, you know, we need to be taking chances like that, really, at that point of the game. Um, yeah, I think a lot, by that point, a lot of the players' heads had dropped already, so... I think, Matt, if that falls to Andy Vyman, that's probably a goal. He's probably keeping it down low, bending it in the corner or something. Probably if it falls to a, to a front man, you'd expect him to be hitting the target at least, wouldn't you? But mm-hmm. but uh, you'd also, you know, you, you have to say it did come at him quick um, and his, his shape wasn't quite right. So, yeah. yeah. Just, it was good to get a shot away, in, yeah. fa- in fairness. Yeah. Um, okay. 67th minute, it's 2-0. It's uh, it's Hollywood Hulk Hogan. A long punt up from the keeper. Flick on from Deeney and Hogan slots home. Route one, Matt. Yeah. Route one, and, and again, something we talked about in the car last night. Um, so as a coach, I would be saying, right, who, who's their most potent threat? You know, up front, what, what are we looking at? Obviously, Troy Deeney. Who's the one who's like to hold the ball up, win the headers? Troy Deeney. Hogan's a much quicker sort of player. So Thomas Callas has to be the man that is on Troy Deeney. He's mm. the best header of the ball, best defender we've got from that point of view. And yet, Zach Viner was on Deeney. Um, very easy to criticise Zach, and, and he should have got tighter. But again, I'll use Deeney's experience. He, he knows how to win free kicks and win challenges. Yeah. But I think it was poor that, that Callas wasn't on him. And some of our decisions in terms of marking from corners was really strange. You know, a couple of times Tanner and Masengo were on him, you know, and you're thinking, well, that just, just can't be right. But yeah, and I actually looked it back and thought, although the initial run from Hogan, he actually goes wide, Dan Bentley comes out. And, and I almost kind of think if Dan Bentley doesn't come that far, Hogan's got more work to do. So mm-hmm. again, I'm, I'm I'm being slightly critical of Bentz there, but... Um, yeah, it was a it was a poor goal to concede because, as you say, it was route one through the middle. We miss a header. He's through and he, he finishes it. Yeah. And you say, Lee, about heads going down. Heads were firmly down in the 76th minute when Gardner scores. It's a Bentley clearance that goes to a Birmingham City man. Yeah. City are simply not close enough to their man in numerous positions at this point. I watched it last night when I came home. And from that passage of play, there wasn't a City player within five yards of anyone who touched the ball for Birmingham. No, we're just um, like what Matt alluded to. You know, no one's um, doing their role, doing their job. No one's marking the players they should be. Um, no one's tracking, really. Um, yeah. I think that's the main thing. Um, was, it, was it Gardner Lear that picked up the ball from Bentley and then sort of played it forward? I, I don't know whether it was him and then it's his run and then his header. I couldn't tell if it was from the TV, but I think oh, sorry, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay, um, so the chance in the away end then start to pick up, which which you know I I, I try to ignore as best I can. Um, <laughs> we're we're effing shit. You're nothing special. We lose every week. We're all going on League One tour. That that can't help the situation for me. And 
yeah, these these people that come along and sing, they pay their money, they can they can say what they want, but it, mm-hmm. I just don't think it helps the situation. Um, and that's I think all I need to say on that, yeah. to be honest. Um, eighty <clears> first <throat> minute. That's because he knows I've got so much more I want to say on it. Okay. But I'm not. Okay. I'm not. No, I'm not going to. I, I'll, I'll leave it at that. You, you're right. But um, yeah. I'm going to keep you, Matt keep Matt you, off air you, for that. You know how frustrated and how angry I was with that last night. So it was probably good mm. that I was sat where I was. But yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll right. leave it at that. You think learning from Saturday, we would have learned, you know, to get behind the team. So I think that yeah. actually helped us get over the line. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. Um, but yeah, I, I'll, um, I had to yeah. talk Matt down a little bit on that one. Um, <laughs> 81st minute is when we make some changes. Uh, this I didn't quite understand either. We wait to the 81st minute, 3-0 down. We go 3-0 down in the 76th minute. 77th minute is when the changes should come. Even even not, actually, before the third goal goes in on the 70th minute, go 2-0 down. Then you make some attacking changes. But 81st mm. minute, we see uh, some changes and they're not even particularly attacking. Jada Silva for Campering and Scott on for Naki Wells. Mm. Um, your thoughts, Leah, on on that? Um, a bit confused, really. <laughs> we want an attacking um, sort of approach. Why aren't we doing that one nil down? You know, it's a bit... Um, to me, it just felt like, oh, let's just give these younger players a bit of an opportunity, especially Scott, um, which I think, you know, has been doing all right at the moment. Um, you know, giving him a chance. But yeah, I was a bit sort of like, what's the point? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, Matt, I was calling for Callum. I think Callum got stripped down at 1 0, yeah. and yeah. I was expecting him to come in for Martin and have Vyman and Wells up top with sort of Callum in the supporting role. Yeah. Just needed something different. And and again, it seems to be the the, the box standard change for Pearson as Wells to come off from, from those front three. Um, that seems to be a consistent pattern. Mm. Um, like you, I agree with that. I think the, the point in terms of bringing on Cam and Scott, you've then got those two, George Tanner, Masengo, Backinson, young lads, and your manager sat in the stand. No no encouragement for them. No one that they can look across to. Curtis Fleming, obviously, yeah. And, and, you know, he's a decent assistant. Um, very nice guy. Um, but you, you want to look at your manager there. And, and again, it's another element of, of the, the Nigel Pearson style that, that I don't agree with. Um, it felt, I know what Leah's saying there about giving opportunities, but it also felt a little bit like they're, they're hanging them out to dry. You know, Alex Scott's going onto a pitch when he's, he's got no chance of making anything happen really, has he? Okay, 90th minute or 90 plus two, I think it was. Ironic cheers as Campering shoots on target um, from 25 yards. Doesn't test the keeper, but Leah, that's our first shot on target in 93 yeah. minutes. Um. It made me laugh a bit hearing the fans just ironically cheer. Well, hey. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, first on target, isn't it? Um, at least we've got a statistic on the score sheet, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. It was proper toxic after that. Um, and I've already alluded to, to some of that, but lots of booing the players. They came over and clapped. Uh, lots of booing. Obviously, you know, fans were clapping as well, but. Mm. We'll, we'll we'll draw a line under that, and uh, I think everyone knows the situation there. Um, but, Matt, but, sorry, sorry, but, but yeah, yeah, no. Only, only, I'll just go back to what Leah said. The last fifteen minutes at home on Saturday, when the ground was fully behind the team, and we and we were struggling at that point, mm. um, and it needed it. It it didn't last fifteen minutes last night would have made no difference. You know, we 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 were out the game, but it does show the 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 fans do have a part to play in this. Um, and and being negative like that just isn't going to help when we need help at the moment. It just isn't. No. Let's come on to the ratings then, Matt. We uh, we calibrated them in the car last night, but Leah Leah can impact them as well. Yeah. So uh, over to you, Matt. Yeah, I I said um, Saturdays was tough because I didn't know um, there were quite a few. I mean, we we disagreed unusually didn't we on on quite a few of them last night I think we were the three of us me you and your brother Julian um, were on a par with it and I went Bentley four which I think is probably the lowest score we've ever given Dan Bentley um, yeah. we'd have to look back but I'm pretty sure it was um, I don't think he really made a save that I can recall last night of, of any real quality yeah. um, I'm not going to put him at fault for the first goal but the second goal I think he, he was a little bit culpable for and certainly the third goal. Um, so yeah, it was a four for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
George Tanner um, tried to get forward, put in a couple of decent crosses. Um, I think defensively, again, he still needs to get closer. Surprise, we don't, again, it's not something being coached, but we went five for, for George. Callas, who's been outstanding for the last few games, but last night struggled. Um, you know, did did well at times defensively, but as I said, I think his his role should have been I'm on Dini, I'm taking charge of the situation. He didn't, so we went five for him. Zach Viner, we went five. Um, I, I think quite a few fans seem to to blame Zach certainly for the the last goal and probably even the second goal. But mm-hmm. I did think he he was decent for the first and and again going back to the performance for the first 50, 55 minutes. It it was okay. It wasn't it wasn't really really poor. We were trying to get the ball down in play. So mm-hmm. got to be careful not to write it off as a complete shambles because it it wasn't. And I don't know how that came across on the TV, but the yeah. way that they were playing live, it it, it wasn't patch, was it? We well, played Matt, some if, decent stuff with these ratings. Um, obviously, the the first half they would all be probably very different. Yeah. Exa- yeah, exactly, and it's yeah. just that that capitulation in the second yeah. half that's yeah. that's brought these down, and and it's the first half that's keeping them at five, basically, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think the first half was just all about um, make, as long as we kept it one nil. I sort of thought we're still in this, you know, yeah. and we did we didn't play bad. I don't, I, you know, I am I don't don't like to think I'm a negative fan, really. Um, yeah. but so I don't really think we played that bad. I mean, we were. Sort of holding the ball, we were having bits of possession, having chances. Um, I think we were fairly even at that point. It's just yeah. that second goal just completely killed us off. I mean, I will say I, I got a lot of texts from mates of mine who weren't at the game saying it's truly awful, dreadful, what mm-hmm. are we doing? And and I kind of got that at the end of the game, absolutely. But but as yeah. I said, during the game and exactly what you've just said there, Leah, I don't, yeah. you know, I, but it's results in it. I mean, Saturday's result made all the difference in some of the scores there so anyway um Atkinson I didn't think had a good night last night at all um brought the ball ball out a few times but then seemed to be going into blind alleys um I worry a little bit about his fitness and and maybe again as I said on the weekend that might be just down to the way that he looks and his style but I thought it was a poor night for Atkinson so we went four for for Atkinson um Tyreek's probably the the controversial one um, I would suggest mm-hmm. because I think again there were a lot of talk about him being lazy. I heard a couple of fans saying should never play for the club again, um, which I just couldn't get from from the first half performance. Especially, I thought he was mm-hmm. our best player. Um, yes, he tailed off in the second half, but I think a lot of them did. And again, I think the influence of Matty James alongside him has an yeah. impact there. Toy, we actually initially had gone six with with Tyreek, but I think again on the balance of the overall game, it probably wasn't a six. I don't think any of them were at the level you would want, so um, it's a five. But I, I, I certainly wouldn't go lower than a five for him because, I, as I say, I think he did a lot of things right, and it's mm. it's very easy because of his starter to have a go at him. And I'm not, you know, um, I've been critical as well, so it's not like he's a, fa- I'm a fan's favourite of mine. It's not, you know, mm. yeah. Um, James. We went five, we toyed with four. Um, I think the fact that he kind of went off, you know, he, he wasn't then in the, the rest of the, the, the game when it went to a bit of a shambles, but also we game we're talking about the fact his influence was clear, obviously, with the way that the game then developed. So, yeah, we went five. Yeah. Wells, we went four. Work, works hard, as he, he, he always does, but again, the quality was lacking. Yeah attitude again just didn't seem right and and I, I worry with Naki Wells that we're going to end up losing Naki Wells and whether that is a January or summer or when he runs his contract down mm. and he will go on and score 20-25 goals for another championship side where a manager gets the best out of him which which yeah. Nigel Pearson isn't doing at the moment it seems to happen a lot doesn't it um, it does with our players it's doesn't it concerning really yeah. like what, what happens when they come to us yeah yeah <laughs> Just um, put it to the test, Matt. We could get Ronaldo down, put a City shirt on, see how he gets on. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, um, Andy Vyman, we went five. Um, could have been a four because of the quality. Um, again, can't fault the Blake's work rate. Um, is always going to run. I think you could tell his frustration by the booking that he took with the free kick that he gave away. Um, it's something... I'd actually like to see made a red card when the player just deliberately kicks the man when he knows the ball's gone. Um, mm. I just think it's not right in the game. But anyway, 
Um, and then Chris Martin, and, and this is one where I really don't like to do it, and I'm not sure we've done it before, um, but we've gone three for Chris Martin because I just thought it was a really, really poor performance. Mm. Um, very slow and ponderous in, in a lot of his decisions. Didn't um, didn't join the play up at all. Um, yeah, just, just wasn't anywhere near good enough. And whether that comes back to your point, Leah, about the comfort factor... Um, I was amazed he stayed on. Now, yeah. again, we talked about it. I fully expect him to start the weekend. Um, and again, you're looking at him thinking, well, what are we doing in terms of players performing? If they're not performing, why is it only certain ones that seem to get taken out? Yeah, there's a lot of talk about managing minutes, but his minutes don't seem to be managed. No, no. no. Um, and his performance, like I say, you know, there, there will be players that started last night that will be taken out of Saturday's team because Pearson views them as not not being strong enough. And um, I don't think we should put that all on Chris Martin as well. No, 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 I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and we've often said, and, and we always seem to do it each year patch, don't we? We start off lauding him, saying, oh, how fit he is and he's doing really well. And then he seems to tail off, but mm. you, know, you can only call it how you see it. And, it and needs to be, his, his, his time needs to, needs to be yeah. managed. He needs to be brought off. We don't need to have that target man, if you like, in yeah. every tactical option, yeah, we don't we don't need to play that way. He, he's as I said, he he will win a percentage of headers, but we haven't got runners that go beyond. We've got no width to get crosses into him, no. so we don't need to play that way. And, and he's not holding the ball up when it gets played into him, you know. And, and I'm sorry to be really boring on this podcast, but Troy Deeney again, everything that went into him stuck to him, and he he won free kicks, yeah. laid the ball off. Didn't get that from Martin. He responsibility, didn't he? Whereas yeah. Martin, I think, because he hasn't, we haven't got anyone on the bench that we can bring on that he'll go, oh God, you know, yeah. he's. And Fam wasn't everybody's favourite. Um, and certainly towards the end of his, his contract, obviously, I think his performances were of a, a standard of a player who knew he wasn't going to be re signing. Mm. But Famara last night in that team, um, even a poor Famara would have given us more than, than we were getting from Chris Martin. Yeah. Um, Han Noah, we went five, um, does does what he does, put, tried to put in the energy. I think it's very difficult to get up to the speed of the game um, mm -hmm. when you're coming on like that and you're, um, I mean, we were probably only one nil down at that stage. But um, yeah, it, it, again, the youngsters in there, as I said, I would have got that wrong because I, I that's what I would have gone with and, and it, it yeah. didn't work. And then Nigel, again, from a, a scoring point of view, I don't know how you can go anything other than a three. And even that, feels like it could have been less um because i think in terms of the 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 overall game substitutions weren't right um the masengo decision doesn't look great um and and all right he, he could have turned around we start masengo he gets injured and says well there you go what do you want he's never going to change Nigel Pearson. he's absolutely his own man and will um mm -hmm. never listen to fans opinions or um, you know, and I and I get that, but it, it was another poor night. And go go back to what so many people are saying. We're we're, we're going backwards, and I and I saw a, a note in one of our WhatsApp groups, I think from Steve, um, saying not not only we're going backwards, we're, we're going backwards in reverse at a really alarming rate. And and it feels like that. This does feel like a team that are potentially only staying in the championship this season because there are three worse teams than us. And and yeah. at the moment there are but you would expect Hull to potentially make a change if it carries on the way it's going. Mm. Derby, even with their points deduction, are, are winning games. I think they've scored far more goals than us, which is, you know, uh, a team cobbled together. So, yeah, it's a, it's an alarming situation at the moment. And make make no mistakes, anybody watching that last night, a, a poor Birmingham team. They weren't great, no. but they've come out winning 3-0 and probably, again, should have scored two or three more goals. Mm. Um, yeah, um, Matt, uh, sorry, Leah. Do, do you want to pick a man of the match out of out of that team? Because we mm. we toyed with the idea of not having one, um, but I think we sh I think we probably should. Uh, in terms of ratings, you've got mm. Tanner, Callas, Viner, Backinson, Vyman, and, and James all on fives. Uh, for me, yeah. it'd be it would be Backinson because purely because his first half performance and the fact that we've you know given a lot of criticism in the last few games. So. For, I almost thought the Barnsley game was going to be a last chance saloon, but he was in the team again tonight and, and took his opportunity to some extent. 
Yeah, I agree. And when he had my James alongside him, I think he was, you know, putting in, you know, really good chances, um, doing really well on the ball. I think, you know, when when he lost that experience in Matty James, that's that is when his performance dropped. But I don't think that's his fault. I think, you know, we need to support the youngsters with experience. Um, so it was a bit of a blow that, you know, he got off injured. So I think I, I, I'd agree with that, really. I mean, none of them really stand out to me. Yeah, it's, as, um, a, it's, a, bit, it's a bit of a struggle, isn't it? But Matt, yeah. are you happy with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was what, what I, we said. I've got lots of tweets to get through, so um, bear with me. Okay, Nigel Whittle, um, who was on Sound of the City with you, Leah, on Monday. Yeah. Uh, what progress, question mark, after losing 6-0 to Watford, Holden was sacked. We were 12th. We're now 18th and playing worse football. Progress, question mark. Um, mm-hmm. if pick up, uh, put your hands up, guys, if you want to add any or build anything on any of these tweets, mind. Um, Chris, uh, I can't remember seeing a performance where two strikers failed to control the ball as much as Wells and Martin did tonight. Even the softest of passes then seemed too difficult. Um, compare our front two to their front two, and that was the difference for 70 minutes. After the second went in, we collapsed. Nigel said last week we wouldn't bring in players that aren't an improvement on what we already have. I refuse to believe there aren't players out there that could improve on this. Worrying times. Um, Dr. Dean, another game when we've been second best to an ordinary side. I don't know what's worse, our shock and defending or the fact we offer zero threat up front. These players need to take a look at themselves. Nowhere near good enough for Bristol City faithful. Nigel Mitchell, nothing positive to say about tonight's match other than I'm glad we, I didn't drive to watch it. We are very poor side and there are are there three teams worse than us? Dave Sainsbury, first time I've thought this, I'm seriously worried about staying up. I Absolutely vital we get Joe Williams fit and, and regular in our team. Now that's a big point for me, Matt. Massive, yeah, yeah massive. Um, he, he pulled the team together and offered something going forward, back, side to side as well as that aggression that we've been missing. Yeah, it's, I mean, um, everything you've just said there, that the worry is that we just don't seem to be able to get a run of games from him and, and actually even two games from him. Um, so it's, it's a really difficult one, really difficult one. And people talk about the same with, with Nathan Baker, that potentially you've got two players who can be massive, massive players in this team. But you just can't rely on them from a from a fitness point of view. Through no, you know, it's not not through their own fault, but it's a worry. But yeah, I mean, if we had a fit Joe Williams, we're, we're not we're not performing like that last night. And no. he would absolutely come in and be captain for me, Joe Williams, if he was fit yeah. and playing week in week out. Yeah, good yeah, shape. Yeah. Steve Percival, so pretty much the same as last season. There is no style to our play or even in one development. The players were we have are cobbled together and haven't been brought in to fit any particular style or formation. Other clubs bring in managers for their style of play, which good players adjust to and doesn't take them long to do it. Or they go for a manager who suits uh the players that they have as it stands we've wasted our over a year so far with appointments made and the rot setting in i think only proven lower league manager would want to go for this job now um and then there's quite a long one from rob not sorry not Roman. if you listen to, to roy the alien who's saying that frank lampard would be interested yeah, yeah. but no it's, 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 a, it's a good point but i'll also get back you know, I was, I was really pleased with the Nigel Pearson appointment. I thought that was an appointment that we'd been missing for a number of years. Whether it's it's come too late, whether he will be afforded the time, um, make, make no mistakes, whoever's in charge, we can't afford to get relegated to the championship. And if it's looking like that, then I'm afraid that, that Nigel would have to be a casualty of it, which again mm-hmm. makes you wonder on the three-year deal. Um, unusual to have a three-year deal, but yeah. Matt, I'm going to try and get through this Rob. This Rob. Um, yeah, Leah's quote. got to finish at nine, mine. So. <laughs> Sorry, but, Rob. But but there's some interesting points raised. Matt, yeah, so, really good points here. Yeah. Disenchanted is an understatement. We're going backwards under Pearson. Rather than rebuilding, I'm more inclined to think we are steadily being dismantled. 
similar to the demise of Rovers, respectively, yet we laugh at Agent Barton for doing such a good job. Falling out with players, actual coaches removed from their positions, games watched from the stands, even when we're losing 3-0, destroying confidence in the younger players, falling out with local press, and that's before we get onto the football tactics and or lack of. Doesn't seem to know his best formation or players, play narrow, conceding regularly from out wide and offer no threat ourselves from, from wide. No pattern, no noticeable plan, lack of intent and purpose, slow, deliberate and error-strewn. Trimmed the squad and in Patterson and Walsh lost ball players and potential game changes. It's mm. obvious to most that they call it on Sky tonight. No width, no creativity, no depth. Couldn't believe we didn't invest in another striker. Both Dini and Hogan offer more than any of our current crop and they've got Djukovic as backup. Effective and they know their jobs. We lack leaders, look clueless far too often and I could go on but I need to draw breath and so do I (laughs) (laughs) oh god spot on the the, the only one I would say is I'm not sure he necessarily fell out with the local press I think there was always just a bit of a clash with him and Gregor but I think everything else he's he's absolutely spot on and that's that's how it feels so Matt pick some positives out of last night for us because we can't we can't end on on that comment I'm honestly, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm honest, honestly struggling. Um, the, the the first half, as I said, I think we at least tried to get it down, and we we weren't mm-hmm. going long ball as much. We then seemed to revert to type in the second half, but it but it is a struggle. Um, you know, I, I don't. I was going to say I don't mind getting beat by um, sort of the likes of of Bournemouth and West Brom. I do. I never want to get beat. But when you're, no, but playing, as I said at the very start, that's yeah. that was almost. Expected. Almost expected with where where we are in our current sort of situation, um, but I think again last night's a game for me that that's making me reevaluate the the Pearson situation yeah. um, because I just felt it was not a great team, um, and you know you said it on on Jeff's show we capitulated in the second half, um, and there isn't an excuse for that. You know that that. A lot of what we're seeing has to come down to coaching, has to come down to how the players are treated, um, and that that the buck stops with, with one man at the moment. And so, yeah. I'm I'm not going to say I, I want him sacked today because um, because I don't because I do still believe he's got the qualities that we need, but things need to improve massively. And and he's mm-hmm. de- he's doing what Joey Barton does. He's deflecting things off of him. Um, and yeah. actually, a lot of this is is down to him, I think. But it makes me look at the squad and think, Jesus, we're we're, we're just not. He's got to get a tune out of the squad until yeah. January, when he can potentially affect the the squad, whether it's loan players or some some bargain signings that we can that we can find. Um, but the, the... there's certainly some personnel to come in f- from what he's been saying. Well, the worry, the worry is, though, that when we were at the Hen and Chicken, um, Richard Gould sort of implied almost that there probably wouldn't be any signings. And yeah, that, it was quite rosy at that point, wasn't it? it was, well, it wasn't <laughs> too bad. Yeah, yeah. No, but, but you know, in terms of from a, a finance point of view, I guess, um, and said that, that we were we were happy with the squad, I, I don't believe that anybody at Bristol City honestly felt when we Feels lost the way I do about yeah. you now. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't believe anyone in Bristol City felt that when Famara left, he didn't need replacing. And and that is scandalous, really. And don't, don't, don't treat us like fools to say that, you know, we didn't th- feel it was needed. You've you got to know. If you're in the game, you, you know what was needed and we're crying out for it. Um, and, and, it's easy to, to point the finger at Mark Ashton, something I haven't done an awful lot at. But when you look at the players that we've now got, the contracts that they're on, um, the players that we've let go, you have to question it. You know, the likes of Corey Smith and, and Jamie Patterson are two. Corey in particular would, would be a leader in that team. Yeah. Um, he's, he's playing for Swansea week in, week out. He's, he's not had any sort of injury problems like he had with us. And, and all right, sometimes... That's a, a a twisted knee. You you can't help a cruciate and stuff. So there's bad luck there. But yeah, we're 
One of the chant I would agree with last night was we we want our city back because this doesn't feel like the Bristol City that I've watched no. um, for a lot of the last ten years. The last couple of years have been dire, but but yeah, mm. it's, it's it's a sad day. So sorry, Patch, no positivity. Thank you, Matt, yeah. um, for bailing me out there. Um, yeah. So next game, Leah, away at Coventry. Yeah, uh, Coventry are better than Birmingham at the moment. Top so, six, aren't they? Yeah, top six. How how do you line up with the personnel that are available? I, I think Baker will be available. Um, other than that, I don't think you've got many more uh, to play with. No, I think you're right there. Um, I'm a bit sort of nervous about Saturday now. I think I was quite excited, um, but now I'm, yeah. But then I don't know, we're Bristol City, aren't we? We do this and we seem to beat the teams that are somehow better than us and lose to the ones in the relegation scrap. So you never know. That's just me trying to trying to put a positive spin. Well, for me, I go into every game expecting to win with the exception possibly of West Brom when I, go, when I went away to West Brom the other day. That's the only time yeah. where I thought. Uh, but I would go expecting to win. I'd have Baker back in. I'd start Masengo for sure. Yeah, I would I, I would drop out Martin and bring in Odauda and and just go four four two. Um who who drops out at the back, Matt, for you, possibly Atkinson from what you've from what you've said there. So Baker and Callas, Tanner and Pring or De Silva? I'd go Pring. Um if 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 he's properly fit, yeah, I would go Pring and yeah, Atkinson would be the one that would drop for me. Uh, Vels and Vels and Vyman up top, and who's your yep. four in the middle? James probably unlikely. Yeah, it looks like it, doesn't it? Well, I think Callum has to start on one of the flanks. Obviously, Masengo. I think you've got to go Backinson in there because I don't know what else we've got physicality wise. Um, and then on the right hand side, Alex Scott. Yeah, yeah, probably. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's another. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we've really got many options, have we? And I think Viner on the bench. Um, Definitely Viner on the bench over yeah, Danny yeah. Simpson, 100%. Because yeah. he can play right right back, centre-back, mm. midfield if he's needed. Yeah. Um, so He can bring a bit of that um, pace back into the game, I think. Yeah. So it's a great, great option to have on, and I think it'll be good to see Callum Rodada back. I mean, um, Pearson... Yeah, mm. Pearson made... But it, again, Lee, he's, he's been on the bench for the last three or four games, and... Mm. I mean, at one point he was stripped to come on last night, as Patch said, and and, and didn't. And again, it's a, a he's, he's marmite for a lot of fans, um, and it's a player whose career at Bristol City is just stag- <laughs> stagnating and gone backwards. Um, you know, and I don't. I think he signed a new contract in the summer, so he's probably here mm. for another two or three years. But we're not getting the best out of him. No. Um, and and not, all right, don't get me wrong. The players have got to take responsibility as well for a lot of this. Um, but you know we're not getting the best out of them. I feel a bit sorry for Zach because I'm I'm dropping Zach. Um, but I think you've got to get Nathan Baker in if he's fit because of what he brings from from that defence sort of quality. Mm. But it's a th- there might, aren't many he options, might, are there? He, he might be on after he might be on after 15 minutes. Yeah, no, yeah, no, you're <laughs> right. But but there aren't many options, are there? And then you look to the bench and you've got certainly Casey Palmer comes back into the bench for me. Um, mm. You know I, I'm. I, I get that the, the I'm in Benarus, you know, quality player, um, but but very young at this level and experienced. Yeah. I, I felt with Casey should be there. We don't know about Joe Williams. Joe Williams may already be training. Um, if he is, it's a. I, I don't think you can bring him in. I think he's got to have played at least an under twenty three game, and and he hasn't obviously. So yeah. you would you would think really the squad that he's got is what he had last night and. That doesn't fill you with much confidence, does it, for Saturday? Mm. We've just not got the options, have we? We've not got the depth no. in the squad. Um, no. And how the players we need are injured, so... Which, I mean, yeah, but it, it's funny because, again, I don't know what game it was, but we were talking about, oh, it was great to be able to look at the bench and see you had X, Y, Z, you know, quality players, experienced players, you know, they weren't kids. Now we've gone back to we've got kids on the bench. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's not like we've got a huge amount of injuries again. It does seem to be a form thing, doesn't it? So... Yeah. I don't know. It's um that I'd, I'd end with sort of saying it's worrying times. It it mm-hmm. really is. This does feel like a team who are destined for a relegation battle because and and what worries me is a bit like last season. It's a team that's got very little fight when it comes to that as well. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you, Leah, for joining us this morning. Um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and Matt, 
you're going up to Coventry on, on Saturday. Yep. Are you going, Leah? Yeah. Yeah, you're going. Exactly. I look forward to watching it, I think. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going for the cider, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got uh, we've got Colin Sutton, I think, joining us on Sunday morning. So uh, look forward to catching up then. Right, thanks everyone. J- cheers for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at three p i a p c, and uh, we'll be back soon. Take care. Get your snood orders in. Get your snood orders in. Absolutely. And the wheels keep spinning. <laughs> Take care. Take care. Thanks, Leah. Bye bye.